This one our longest yet. Uh, <laughs> uh, to uh, big trouble, big treble in Little China. It's been so long, John doesn't even know what the podcast is called yep, anymore. Yeah, it's, I've lost all knowledge at this point of what we talk about in this show. Uh, I am your host, John Lucero, and I am joined by my co-host and friend, Brittany Beschel. Yes, that is me. Yes, uh, that is her. And it's been a while, Brittany, since we've done this. You know, life life happens. It comes at you fast, and and you just lay down in a hole for a bit, and then you come back, and you're like, "Hey, let's record a podcast again," because that's naturally the first thing you want to do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've been doing a lot of podcasts in between that weren't this one, uh, in which on games on games and junk, this site that we are, that I'm a part of, and Brittany is also a part of it uh, because of this podcast. Um, yes. And you, you can watch, you can listen to all of, you can listen to me talk about a lot of different topics on a few other podcasts like Multimedia Failure. We talk about video game movies and rank them. And uh, we're host of the site, Jason Ariola has his Rock Out With Your Card Out where he talks about video game music. Uh, but we here talk about real music, Brittany. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> all right, hold on. Let's not like upset anybody by saying that video game music isn't real music because that's not fair. Yeah, it's not fair. Uh, it's, it's, it's but good. yeah, we're just playing more with like, uh, God, I was just about to say actual music. We suck. <laughs> we suck so bad. Yeah, okay. It's, uh, we talk about the stuff you hear on the Spotify's and the radios and the, and the iTunes and, the, and those things, you know, music. And uh, so we want to talk about I was inspired to do this podcast by music again, yet again. <laughs> so and uh, you mean so, not by a cool sale that was going on at Whole Foods. Nope. It was music, Brittany. Yeah, that's fucking weird. All right. Yeah, we are uh, clearly rambling now. So uh, time to talk about what we've been listening to, because that's a that's kind of what this show is about. Uh, and it is now as we're recording this middle of may so it is almost the midway point of the year and this is around the time where everyone in the music industry starts rating their favorite albums of the year so far and i recently was having a lot of trouble doing that and uh because and because there's stuff i i have liked and there are a few albums that i really liked but all in all it's been very slow for me every every um friday when new, new music comes out i find myself being i found myself being more and more disappointed uh, yeah and see i had this problem where john was like we have to figure out what albums we're going to talk about give me your top five for the year and so i tried going through all my music that i've been listening to since the beginning of this year and i just kind of was like is this really in my top five favorite albums or did I just like it? Cause there's a difference. I feel like ranking something in a top five is just kind of like a big deal to people who actually really love music. 
and you know, I don't know. It's it's not that anybody I super love in particular has released anything that I've been crazy about, but there are certain albums that have just some bangers of songs on them. So I'm just like, yeah, the whole album's great. When in reality, it's it's not. But you know, whatever. We're still going to mention them anyway because we can't just talk about nothing. <laughs> yeah, and I totally get what you mean. It's like. Those albums that you enjoy when they like the first time a couple times you listen to them, but you, you never really find yourself going go, find yourself going back to them. Yeah, and they just don't stick. Yeah, and that's kind of the key for when you're like ranking things. Is like, what did you and, and during this year, what are the albums that you went back you would go back to and you're like, what do I listen? What do I want to listen to right now? And uh, that really will really help you like decide what what albums you really really truly enjoy and what yeah. or, and what and what were fine. At, yeah, at check back check back in 2020 when I can tell you that because right now when I. Um, I'm kind of like, oh, what am I going to listen to today? I am tending to go back to stuff that came out in 2018 still. I mean, I was going back to stuff from like five years ago a lot during this year. So I mean, that's that's fair. But I yeah. just mean primarily I'm still kind of stuck on some releases that came out last year. But um, yeah, yeah, there were some that I would go back to that I still that I still go back to because last year was a fantastic year for music. One of the best in a while, at least for me. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah, it was a it was a very strong year. Um, so I guess we can uh, get started. Do you want to do this? Uh, like, num- go down the list, like in a true ranking fashion, or do you just- see that's so hard? Because, like I said, I'm kind of conflicted yeah. on whether I want to just say outright, like, here's my top five albums, <laughs> or if it's just like, here's five albums I've liked more than other ones that have been released so far this year. So I can't even give them a rank. So I feel like we will just go kind of in no particular order. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, and I, I'll, I, I'll do I'll do you the favor and say that we could start with Igor, because I feel like you really want to talk about that. The Igor. Uh, I mean, it's, it is the album that caused me to want to do a podcast again. It's, I noticed. It's, yeah, <laughs> it's uh, Tyler, Tyler, the creator's new album, which is, I believe, was my first, the second homework I ever gave you for this show. It was first or second. Um, and I liked it. With Flower Boy, Tyler's previous work. Uh, his this is his fifth album. His previous was his fourth. Uh, and going at Igor, I wasn't sure what to expect because Flower Boy was such a departure um, stylistically from his previous stuff. Uh, there was still the production that's super. Uh, he's a he's a huge nerd. I got Nerd and Pharrell fan. Um, you can tell that in like his production, you can hear it, and uh, from all the synth he loves to throw in there. But like lyrically, and he ten- he tended yeah, like early on his career was very horrorcore, very shock value, and and everything he said, he was trying to get a rise out of people with everything he said. It felt like. Which is exactly why I was not a fan previously. I mean, he had I've, it's, it's Goblin or Bastard. I think it's Goblin that has like two hundred and twenty different gay slurs in it uh yeah so like if that and like early on and then you get the flower boy where he essentially comes out of the closet for for better or worse and it's just he has changed a lot and a very well i guess it's not that short it's been it's almost a decade that he's been in the industry he's been in, in the industry at least as a prominent figure but he has grown up a lot and igor is his most mature and just surprising album so far it's almost a beat album like there is it's very minimal and in terms of like lyrics and he is 
<clears throat> and he only raps on a handful of songs, uh, which is which was threw me off at first because uh, I like I love his rapping. Like he, whether he's what he's saying or not, I, he's a, he's a very talented rapper. He is he uh, he is very good at creating double entendre and um, very deep, very deep, me- meaningful lyrics on um, Flower Boy uh, with a lot with a lot of hidden meaning, hidden depth and. He ha- and that that shows up on this, on this album and uh, in songs like "What's Good" and uh, uh, "Gone Gone," where he uh, he flexes his lyrical muscles for sure. But he has never wanted to be uh, categorized as a rapper solely. He kind of hated that. Uh, he said in interviews because he, he doesn't he doesn't like being put in a box like that. He finds it boring. And it, 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 just as his career has progressed, you can you could totally understand why he thinks that he is a musician through and through. And this album is just it is so pitch perfect in every beat and uh, and bridge and chord of this album is just so meticulously placed in every every vocal performance is. And it it reminded me a lot of um, my favorite artist, which anyone listening to this knows is Kanye, uh, his work. And that when he, and his production is so, is just so like, I'm going to put you like, I'm going to put you, I'm going to put you here and you're going to like sing for five seconds and it's going to sound fucking perfect. (laughs) And it's going to be weird that you only do it for five seconds, but trust me, it's going to sound real good. Uh, And that's how this album feels to me. And of course, Pharrell is uh, a great, incredible producer as well. And you can totally, like I said, you can totally hear inspiration and actually both those artists show up on this album, which is pretty cool too. Uh, Kanye has a very short, weird verse. Kind of, it it feels kind of meandering and all over the place. But it kind of, it also fits the song in in a weird way. Uh, it's puppets on here, which is it. And I also like every song of this album. I don't think it's a bad song in the album. Uh, I, I honestly think I can agree because I've listened to it. I think over the past three days, probably four times from front to back, I, I had a lot to listen to. So that's honestly a lot of time that I've taken. Yeah, to yeah, to it. that's. Uh, uh, but impressive. there was never a song that, um, you know, because it's in the background while I'm working and everything. And there was never anything that's kind of like that weird, just buzzing in your ear. And you're just kind of like, what is bothering me so much? And you realize that it's just a song in the background that you're irritated by. Didn't happen once. I, ju- I, I think when John recommended to me uh, that it's, it's really good as background music, he was completely right because it was one of those um, good albums for me to listen to while I'm just kind of like walking around at work and doing stuff and kind of talking to people with the music in the background. Um I definitely don't have nearly enough uh, critiques and stuff to give to it as John does, obviously, or not even for any of my favorite albums, which is probably so bad, <laughs> considering we're here to talk about music. We're fans. Uh, we're, not, we're not. We're not professional critics. We just enjoy music. So listen, don't don't even. I can't even give myself the title as a music reviewer. I'm not. I just listen to it and I like to complain a lot. But, uh, <laughs> That's what a podcast is. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah. I guess so. Um, but yeah, just overall, like really good album. I liked Flower Boy quite a bit, but I think that this is probably my favorite Tyler album. And that's just me listening to only two of them. I'm not going <laughs> to go back and listen to the others. Sorry I, to say. I don't. though. <laughs> 
it's that they probably haven't aged particularly well. I haven't listened to them in a while um, because I didn't think they'd age very well. Um, they are. <sighs> Again, he's a, he's an incredible rapper, so I I appreciate that. Even when I don't always like what the what the song is about, um, it's just it's kind of like the the Eminem factor um, in his early work. Uh, but uh, yeah, Igor is I pretty com- It's so early. I don't want to say it's my favorite, uh, like for sure. I I like Fly, I like Flyboy a whole lot. Uh, it was. Probably my album of the year, 2017. There's a there's a, a lot of good albums that year too, um, and I've gone back and forth over the years and what, what my favorite stuff was. But this is just it caught it just caught me so off guard, even more than Flower Boy did. Uh, and I was and I felt like I was ready for this, to, kind of ready for that like this softer side of Tyler. But like this is a breakup album, like. And you said and I and I did say it's good it's good background music, and I mean that I mean that as a genuine compliment. Like it is so pretty and well produced that it will it is such a pleasant listen, even if you don't like put yourself into like what the album is truly about. But what it's out it's a it is a it is a breakup album through and through. Like it is specific. It feels like it's specifically about one person. It seems to be a guy. It, it might not be. It seems to be about a guy, um, based based on lyrics. And uh, it's about. And it's basically like a story in like three parts. Uh, the first part is that is him realizing he loves this person, and then, but them not being fully committed to it, and not being, and not being sure of their own sexuality. It feels like or at least not confident in their own sexuality. And then the third part is him realizing it's not, it's not going to work and then getting angry about it. Um, and then the last part is the anger turning into acceptance and moving on. And, and it all closes out with the song, are we still friends? Which is what I think just, uh, I think it's a thing a lot of almost, almost everyone can relate to. And uh, in terms of like going through a relationship and then that afterwards, you're like, so what are we now (laughs) it's like (laughs) it's like and i it's just it's a beautiful it's beautiful like the whole story is it's it's sad but it's also in the but the music's so beautiful you can't help but smile most of the time it's uh and tyler himself is it seems he seems very proud of his work and in a way i haven't seen him before he's always kind of been um you know like a classic artist who's down on himself about his stuff he thinks thinks all his stuff sucks all the time But uh, he's very proud of this, and I 100%. This is one of the. I'm. This will be on a lot of year-end lists. I'm. I'm pretty confident. Uh, it seems to be doing very well critically, uh, and I am very happy about that. Uh, I can't wait to see what he does next. I'm, I can't wait to keep listening to this. Uh, Earthquake has been stuck in my head for days, <laughs> and uh, the video for that song is hilarious too. It's in kind of heartbreak and heartbreaking, just like the song is. Um, just. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. Like he doesn't even show up on the album. Like you don't hear his real voice in the album till like the end of the second song, which is crazy. He 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 put the music front and center on this thing, and it yeah, it's thirty nine minutes of perfection. Uh, from so it. so so, what would you say, John? Would you give this uh, a 
<laughs> a bleep bloop or a bloop. <laughs> oh, I don't right. remember what our fucking ranking system is. I would give it a, this is a really good fucking album, Brittany, and everyone should everyone should give it a chance. That's uh, fair. Who yeah. needs an actual rating system if, anyway? Yeah, if you love synth, <laughs> please listen to this album. It is all over this fucking album. If you love bridges between in songs, he's got plenty of those. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's good. It's very good. Uh, I could spend a whole podcast talking about just that album. I won't because we need to move on. But I'm just I'm glad Britney liked it too. I actually once I listened to it, I'm like, I think Britney will like this. And uh I was correct. <laughs> uh, you thought of me. Yeah, it's uh it's it's just it's I, I listened to the production, I'm like, this is totally a Britney's alley. Um yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh but yeah, right. so I can I can I can Again, I could guess forever, but I don't, you know, you got to move on. So, so if, if, let's just say you are going to say so far, what is your top album this year? Is that it? 100% Igor. It reminds me of my top album from my overall favorite album from last year, in uh, Earl Sweatshirt's album, Some Rap Songs, which surprisingly right. knocked out Kanye and Kid Cudi's album, which I didn't think any album would. Um, but it came out later, pretty late in the year. Uh, and they have a lot of similarities in terms of like their... They are very much an album that the person made for themselves, about themselves, and it's very personal, and that's why it works for me so much, because that's what I love in, in music, is when uh, artists make something for themselves. That's uh, kind of yeah. what my favorite album from last year was. Like, it was definitely a very personal album, and they've even said it. Oh, sorry, I'm, I'm being vague. Uh, if you follow me on Twitter, you've seen me mention Saved by Now Now, probably... 400 times since it's released <laughs> last year. Uh, but it is a very personal album. They, they've they said in interviews several times now that it's an album that they made for themselves. They wanted to make music that they would want to listen to, which a lot of people who are fans of them kind of weren't crazy about because they were like, oh, you change your sound so much. Well, first of all, if you go from 2012 to 2018, there's kind of like a huge difference in music just over that six years it's not going to be the same so i mean it's it's whatever but yeah. on that note i guess i should probably go with what i would say my number one is for this year so far uh and the only reason why i'm saying that is because it's one album where i do like every song from start to finish uh and that is blushing by copeland um Okay. Even though it is my favorite so far this year, I still don't. It's one of those things where, like, you don't have much to say about the music. And that just shows you, like, what a slow and kind of dull year it's been so far. Um, but I found this album because I was just kind of browsing through some weird suggestions that Apple Music had for me as far as uh, playlists are concerned. And the first song on the album, Pope, uh, was on there. And I loved it. And. The weird thing for me is normally in songs, I think I mentioned this on a previous podcast, I don't like talking in songs. I don't like when there is recordings from people's phones, meaning like voicemails, phone calls, whatever. I just find it like very cheesy. But there was something about like uh, this song and like the way that I guess he's kind of pleading to someone like to stay with him until it's kind of seemed like an apocalyptic thing almost. And, you know, then there's just this girl talking and saying that we need to get up and get going soon. Like basically just trying to get out of there. I don't know. It, the whole entire album just has kind of like a very strange, like sad tone almost. I can't yeah, tell if this I, is a breakup I, album. Honestly, it's a little 
It's yeah, weird. I, I liked a lot of the soundscape in the album uh, when I listened to it. It's uh, a lot of things you recommended to me have that problem that I have that same quality and like in the um, the vocal the vocal, the vocal performances and the, they kind of like that very light. It's, I don't want to call it indie. I don't want to. That's so general. Well, this uh, I feel like it's definitely indie. And if you listen yeah. to some of Copeland's old stuff, I feel like it might be. I mean, I was never a fan of them previously. So this being like the first album that I've actually liked was kind of wild. Um, yeah, it it's just so it, it's the lyricism it becomes so light and backgroundy in that. And when they do that with with their with the vocal stuff, um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. If, I forget the technical term for it, but in that it just. I, I lose myself in the music and not in the way and not in the way I want to sometimes. Sometimes it just kind of becomes true background music. Yeah. Um, and it's not bad. I don't think it's bad. It just kind of, it just becomes empty to me in a way that I, that does, it doesn't work for me. Um, which is, uh, I kind of understand. Cause I have those albums where I, I like them and I'm trying to like focus on the song. But again, because like you're saying, I guess the, uh, the vocals are not so out there and in your face that it's kind of easy to kind of forget that you're listening to the song and you want to listen to the lyrics and kind of learn the story and you just go about your day doing whatever you're doing, whether it's driving or you're just like cleaning around your house, whatever. Uh, it's, it's hard to like focus on the lyrics just because you kind of like, it doesn't keep your attention lyrically. Yeah. Um, I don't like when it takes so much effort to, figure out what the song is about because you can't pay attention to that you know yeah and i, I was talking about on igor how he kind of like he he hides his vocals a lot and the vocals are drowned out a lot by the music um so it, but it kind of has it's kind of the opposite effect in my opinion in that when you do finally try and listen to the vocals because you, most of the time you just hear the music um they're impactful because i just you can because they're, they're they're there it's just you can't they don't they aren't like front and center um and then in this one, I feel like they're front and center, but it's it, they feel they still feel drowned out in a weird way. It's hard to explain, you know. It's kind of just like you 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 hear it, you understand. But, I, uh, I think a lot of it is kind of like the uh, orchestral music that's in it, uh, kind of are in the forefront or the foreground here, and then the actual vocals and everything are kind of like the background. It's almost as if they included them just because they're supposed to. Yeah, I feel like maybe that's what you're saying. Yeah, but um. Yeah, I, it's just like a really solid album. It's an album that kind of made me want to go see the band live, which I have seen too many shows now. And my motivation to see anybody is like slim to none. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, it, this is this is an album I'd like to see them perform stuff like this live because I feel like it might kind of have a, a theatrical vibe to it, especially from some of the videos that I've seen. But other than that, that's what I got to say about that album. I will give it uh, a blip. (laughs) (laughs) I honestly don't know what that is. I'm assuming blorp is bad. It just sounds bad. (laughs) Isn't bop one? Is that bop's one, right? Is that? Uh, I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, I like the album. If you like indie alternative pop stuff with like some nice strings and that you know i feel like you'd enjoy this album and just very emo lyrics and and such i still can get down with that stuff (laughs) (laughs) um let's see what else do i want what should i talk about next um let's talk about a couple albums that didn't make my top five or one did but it got knocked off by uh, igor um 
just uh, really, really quick. Uh, Ariana's Thank You Next album uh, almost made mine before. Uh, surprisingly, I've never been much of an Ariana fan. No, no, I'm not. A, I'm not a hater or anything. I'm not. Not really much of a hater of anyone in general. I give everyone a shot. Uh, but it just it never really did it for me. But the uh, hip hop inspired production and Thank You Next caught my ear. Um, and then it just felt like a very personal album, like I, which I said I always like, and it is a very personal album. Um, I is it, and it's. Uh, I just like to you know her. It's she became she wasn't like that. Um, that pop star personality anymore in some of those songs like Big Smile. I like I like the uh, idea behind that whole song. Um, she and you know Seven Rain is fucking catchy. <laughs> Can't help you know it is. So but uh so yeah that that album is very good. It uh it's not it's just not something I go back to a lot. Um and then Crash Talk by Schoolboy Q which uh, was actually probably my most disappointing album of the year. Now, and I, I liked it, too, as well, but it's it's just so... Especially in a year where it's been hard for hip-hop, for like at least mainstream, like some of the more mainstream stuff. Underground stuff has been pretty good. It's just not... Um, none of it's super grabbed me, but I was when Schoolboy announced the project, I was like, all right, Schoolboy, because it's been it had been three years since this, since the solo project. Blank Face was awesome. Uh, I don't love it as much as uh, a lot of people uh, like rap do, but I think it's still a great album. Um, but yeah, it's Crash Talk was. And it's solid, but it's very mainstream. Schoolboy does not. I feel like Schoolboy is not, uh, you know, doing his weird rap that he always. He, like he has a lot of different flows and a very weird style. It's very and I just felt like it felt very straightforward on here, uh, in a way that's kind of uh, made it boring in some parts. I think the second half is way better than the first half for me. Uh, I think Chopsticks with Travis Scott is one of the worst songs of the year. <laughs> <laughs> Duh. That and was I, when I kind of had the turn off yeah, after yeah, not uh, listening to much of it. Travis Scott needs to fucking his features have been so bad for a while. I just feel like every every feature feels like a leftover from Astro World. It's like they they always sound like a like a leftover Travis Scott song instead of a song on someone's album. It's just it's and so that that's just gotten really annoying to the point where I I dread Travis Scott features now. Um, yeah, I don't know. The, this album, I just kind of felt like there was nothing that really differentiates it from so many other rap albums I've heard over the years. Like, there was nothing special about it. Like, it was very boring. It was one of those things where, like I was just talking about, I had a very hard time focusing on actually listening to this when I was. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, I just generally wasn't a fan. I, this was my introduction to Schoolboy Q, I think. Um, uh, you might have heard like Man of the Year before. I don't that, know, or, it's or possible. Like, or Studio, the, a couple. He's had radio hits before, um, so you might have heard those. Heard those. Uh, he, yeah, it's just, it's, and I like songs like I like Floating with Twenty One Savage. I've become a Twenty One Savage fan <laughs> over the last like six months, uh, I, which is crazy to me. But uh, I liked his last album quite a bit. Uh, is uh, the hipster thing with him to be like, oh, I was a fan before he got to? Supported. <laughs> no, I don't. Actually, I, actually, technically, technically, I was actually, but uh, I made it in under the. Wire. I can just imagine somebody <laughs> dead serious saying that. Like, I, I, I am a more valid fan than you. I was a fan of him before he got deported, yeah. and it's like, okay, fine, I guess. 
Yeah, I, I was always I made the argument that he was a he's a decent feature because because his voice is so monotone and weird that he it breaks up like a song and uh, but he changed my mind with uh, I am greater than I was he 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 was he's meant it that album was sort of a lot of a lot of growth he still has his his style of rapping so you, you're gonna love it or hate it so it, or you're at least gonna tolerate it or hate it. Uh, but on he, on floating, I liked it. I think him and Schoolboy have a good chemistry together, and the beat was really good. It's catchy. Uh, it's, it bumps. And uh, 50-200 had a had a really fun hook. Uh, like stacking bot stacking bodies in the safe. You know, referring to stacking uh, dead presidents on bills, uh, which I think was a really clever line. And then like crash was a really really cool uh, lyrical. Uh, one one of the better like just like story tracks on the album but yeah it it's just it was after three years after three year wait getting a decent album was just not what you want you know so it's just it's and like you said it just sounds like a lot of other rap albums and and it's unfortunate because it really does just sound like a bunch of other rap albums yeah and and schoolboy has such a unique sound that he shouldn't sound like a bunch of other rap albums and uh so yeah not bad again if you like rap give it a shot for sure i'm sure you probably already have it's yeah, but uh yeah all right Brittany, give me some give me give me a couple all right i'm just gonna run off two here because i have like very short recommendations to give based on them uh one album that i just discovered maybe a few weeks ago is called fear of falling asleep by tender um and this has become a band that's kind of a favorite of mine um and what's weird is it's not even because of this album this album made me go listen to i believe their first album i think it came out in 2017 that i'm actually a much bigger fan of uh but they are kind of just like droney vocals almost with just some really cool uh electronic maybe some edm uh inspired production um with some slapping ass bass lines just gonna say it um their bass lines that they have in a lot of their songs are amazing go listen to nadir if you happen to like this album uh and then i'll also mention uh mansion air um i think that was the first album i told john to listen to and i was like fuck do i even really want to put this in my top it's uh, I liked I liked um, Mansionaire. I liked a couple of the first the, the first couple of tracks quite a bit on it for sure. I liked Al- yeah. I, I liked Alibi. I feel like it tails off the second half quite a bit. Um, it definitely does, and that was one of the things I was looking at after I recommended it. I was like, it opens with such a like a good like like slam and song. Alibi is so good right from just like the first note. Um, Easier is just a much slower song, but I, I I don't know. I just really enjoyed the vocals on this one. I feel like this is the first time that there uh, has been a band that seems like they should be like an EDM DJ or something, but they just instead of having like different artists featuring vocals on their stuff, they just have like an actual vocalist and he has a great voice. Um, but yeah, another one of my favorites, uh, is Violet city. I feel like that's probably their most popular one, but yeah, after probably like song seven or eight is like where John said, it just kind of like trails off and the songs get a little more boring and kind of blend together. Like I'm looking at the titles of these songs now and I cannot think of what they sound like without actually playing them based on the names of the songs, which is pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, uh... But yeah first half of uh, Shadow Boxer by Mansion Air, 
love it. Second half, <laughs> whatever. Didn't happen. They yeah. could have made it an EP. Anyway. Yeah, yeah it's, that's kind of, you know, the trying to get streams and stuff, making people making long albums. I feel like it, it's just a, it's definitely a trend in rap. Um, so I, I'm sure it happens in other genres at this point too. Uh, that tender album, that tender album, it's not like I said tender, <laughs> uh, that tender album, uh, I, gave me some cyberpunky vibes too. I could totally see that being like a futuristic cyberpunk show, um, which, and I like cyberpunk, so I appreciated that. And, uh, it had the same vocal issues that I have with with, with the other stuff too, but uh, again, the production is good, so I can I can at least listen to that while I'm doing something. So, and yeah, Mansion Air, I want to say Alibi, I liked quite a bit, and easier to I think I think I liked the first two songs quite a bit actually. Um, Astronaut, yeah. Astronaut was also interesting. Yeah, Astronaut was yeah. a very interesting song because I feel like in any other song where they don't have lyrics and they just have someone going da 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 da, da I'd be like, what the fuck is this? Is this like, just get the, the cane to yank someone off stage, you know? But uh, no, I loved it. It was definitely different the way that they did it with, I guess, the distortion on the vocals and everything. It was super cool, super catchy. It's one of those songs where if I listen to it, it ends up stuck in my head for the rest of the day. Um, but yeah. What about your next one, John? Um, let's see. I'll talk about uh, Quilla Chris really fast because Brittany did not listen to this one. Because uh, <laughs> okay. I, I did not think she, I was pretty confident she wouldn't like it. Um, Guns by Quilla Chris. Quilla Chris is a uh, underground rapper, I guess. Be the, uh, uh, from experimental in a way. Uh, he's very off, it's just off kilter kind of sounding. It's um, it's not aggressively like experimental, like something like JPEG Mafia or Death Grips or anything like that. It's very much still uh, recognizable hip hop, uh, easily recognizable hip hop. Uh, it's just different, and uh, I, I just like he, he's a very talented rapper, and I just like the concept of the album about guns is that uh, is all the different things people use as weapons in our society, including like not just not just guns. And there is stuff about school shootings in this album, but it's also like faith and and religion and things like that and politics and stuff like that used as guns against society, essentially. Um, so, yeah, there's just you tell it's very interesting uh, lyrically. The sound, the sound, the production is very cool. He does all production himself, uh, which is all, which is always uh, always a plus for me. And uh, yeah, I don't have a crazy amount to say about it. It's a very, it's just a very good rap album. Uh, very good. Uh, and his other stuff too. Um, he has, it's what's it's called. I love being. Uh, I think the album before this is "I Love Being You." I wish I could be you more often. Which, and uh, which is he's talking about himself, and uh, which is a very very cool album and very cool like I, I, album about except identity and who you are. Uh, and then his project with Gene Gray. I think I believe they're married now. Uh, female rapper Gene Gray. Uh, last year, everything is fine, which is very out there and very experimental, but also very good. So, yeah, Quelly Chris is very is cool and deserves um, to be a little more fam- popular. He's very, it'd be very a little more famous than he is. When they popular, he's popular. People listen to him. But uh, uh, yeah, I can. And uh, Brittany, you got, you got uh, anything else you want to mention? I got, a, I've got three more, I guess, technically to talk about. But. Um, I think I have one. 
Okay. No, actually, actually one. Um, So another band that I've been listening to, I don't even know if they're a band. I think they might be like an electronic duo or something, which with the name all twins, I feel like would make sense. Yeah. I I immediately knew what kind of music it was just by by reading the the, uh, title of the band. V's instead of an actual W. I mean, if you think about it, (laughs) I, I, I think that that's kind of brilliant in a way because, you know, like let's just say churches for example just search churches with a u instead of the v <laughs> what's going to come up it has nothing to do with the band you know so this way exactly. they make it easier same with paris google paris you're going to find a band no yeah, same, same with <laughs> your boy same with your boy six or but <laughs> yes i i like him a lot though you do, you do uh, like black a lot black i like occasionally on features he is uh Every now and then. Him and Jid make good music together. But uh, anyway, keep going. Sorry. Um, yeah, but uh, they've had music that, again, just kind of seems like EDM DJ type of thing. And it, it was a little boring. I think I actually discovered them from FIFA, which makes sense because they 100% <laughs> put that kind of music in their games. And I love it. Uh, <laughs> but this album of theirs was so different from anything that they've made before. Like it was much more focused on uh, the vocals and just kind of making it like this big cohesive thing where it's not just about like the sound effects and, and the wubs and everything. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's just this is probably the album that I've been listening to most recently. Um, there are some portions of it that kind of get a little bit boring, I guess, where, again, the songs just kind of all start melding together and sounding the same. Um but it's funny because the opening track, Hell of a Party, I feel like doesn't sound like anything else on the album. So it could kind of be a misleading opener. It, it was. <laughs> it was a misleading yeah. opener. I was like, oh, it's, this is not what I expected at all. This is kind of pop punky. Yeah, uh, it's it's super weird. Uh, yeah. But I, I love that song a lot. It's good. Then you move to Build a Bridge, which is just kind of like an immediate shift. And it's almost... I think it's the song that's probably closest to the the majority of the music that they've made so far. Um, but then once you get to like uh, song number eight, just to exist, I don't know what it is. I feel like it's it's the vocals and the lyrics of it that just bring it out, and the really cool like da na 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 like the guitar in the background. I just love it a lot. Um, and then in the dark, that's just like a really cool funky song, uh, maybe a little Caribbean ish. Um, and then Better Than Here, that's just another song that I really love the vocals on, and it's super catchy. I feel like that's probably the song that gets stuck in my head the most out of the album, which is kind of weird, maybe, because I feel like Hell of a Party is probably the catchiest one on there. Um, but yeah, just overall, really, really good album for me. Uh, it's shocking to me because All Twins was never a band that I would be like, oh, yeah, they're really good. Like, let me recommend them to someone as I as somebody that I listen to. I could probably do that now based on this album. Obviously, depending on people's tastes, I'm not going to tell someone who loves country music to listen to this because that would be stupid. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I just felt like it was pretty solid. I feel like at this point in the year, I would probably put that in second place. The last two that I mentioned, they're kind of like interchangeable between like third and fifth, maybe. Okay. Third and fifth, third and fourth. I skipped a whole number. See, that insinuated that the other album I haven't mentioned yet would be four for sure, which I can't even really say that. But yeah, uh, I'm these next, these next couple is these next few. 
I've got. Um, this isn't the order they're in. This is the order I feel like talking about them in. Uh, Gray Area by Little Sims. Probably the best straight-up rap album I've heard all year, I would say. Um, UK rapper Little Sims. Uh, and this is her... Not her, it's not her first album. It's like her third, I think. Uh, it was the first, first one I listened to. And very good. She is incredibly talented. She has a very, very uh, impactful voice, very impactful rap voice, very lyrical. Um, she raps, uh, has some interesting topics about rapping as a, a, a single mother and uh, dealing and like feelings about her ex and stuff like that. Well, also, and just, and yeah, it's just, it's just very good. I like, I like Venom quite a bit. Um, I like, is it Sherbert? Let me see, let me see the hot content right here um let's see yes i mean yeah i like i like every song the album i would say is it was is is solid to me solid to solid to great and yeah it's just it's got it's got some old school like old school flavor in the production um while still sounding modern and which which help which i think is kind of like the ideal sound uh, right now for for the style of rap is kind of a blend of the two. Yeah, uh, and uh, I I wasn't sure how you would feel about it. It's it's very it's very so, much a rap album. So yeah, like, it it definitely is, and I feel yeah. like that's why it's one that won't necessarily stick with me. But as I was listening to it, I for one was thinking like, damn, she has a flow that's absolutely nuts at sometimes. Oh yeah, she. Is I incredible. really wish that I had kind of taken uh, kept track of which songs I felt that way about. But I mean, if you listen to the first couple, you'll kind of get that inclination anyway. Yeah. Um, but just with her skill and her lyricism alone. I believe that based on this album that we and let me be clear by we I don't mean me because I'm not responsible for this mess. <laughs> but we as people failed when we let Cardi B become become like the queen B in rap right now. Like for what exactly? I feel like she's just the one who's making the most irritating music. And for some reason, that's setting her apart from all these other talented women that have good music and actual skill. It's, oh man, it just blows my mind. I mean, that's my thought on that. Like, this is not an album I'll, I'll probably go back and listen to. I mean, maybe. But um, she's fucking talented, dude. That's honestly all I can say. Yeah, she is very talented. Uh, this album deserves um, to be heard by a lot of people. Uh, I will say Cardi B, um, in some of her defense, I guess, I'm not, I don't always agree with things she says as in like publicly <laughs> or most of the time, I guess. But, uh, and you know, she, and the whole like drugging people while being a shipper was, you know, that's a whole, that's a whole conversation in and of, let's, conversa- let's not even. Conversation in and of itself. But, uh, that's a whole, yeah. that's a whole episode of a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she has a command. She has, she has, she commands a track very well. I will say, um, she, you, she has a very distinct voice. Uh, she, she has a very uh, impactful flow, and I think that I think that helps uh, for the style of song she appears on. Uh, so that's that's why she is so popular. Uh, I think I would I would definitely not call her talentless. I think she has I think she definitely has has talent. She's not she's she's not a writer of any kind. Of, she's not like a lyricist by any means, but 
I would definitely not call her talentless, at least in, from in my opinion. But uh, I've definitely not said that, but I feel like her talent is often exaggerated just because she happened to be the one who got some kind of mainstream success, which I feel like is yeah. super not fair to so many people. You can say that about a lot of music, though, unfortunately. It's I mean, just, that's yeah. why I don't listen to the radio, although I don't yeah. really know who still does that. Whatever. <laughs> it's uh, but yeah, if you if you're a rap fan out there and you haven't listened, and you haven't listened to Gray Area, please do yourself a favor. One hundred percent. Yeah, it is very good. Um, and let's see, which one should I talk about first? And uh, I feel like you'll have, you you'll have more of a uh, like opinion of some sort on the other one. So I'll go with mm. Ventura. I'll go with Ventura okay. uh, and uh, Anderson Pac who uh, continues to make just beautiful music <laughs> every time he puts out an album. This is his second album in like six months, too. Uh, maybe less. He put, out one, he put one out in November, Oxnard, uh, which is which is also very good. It's, that was way more uh, rap-focused than this one. This one's very, very R&B-focused, very soulful. And uh, it's just uh, such a pleasant listen. It's just, he's just, it's just such a, like, just a you know sitting like it, it rides so well it's very good it's very good driving music uh yeah that's actually something that i put in my in my notes is that this is an album that you kind of drive to and it would like be really good i guess kind of in the background while just like talking to friends and stuff in the car and i just felt like it had a super like 70s kind of like funk disco vibe oh yeah he is he is um, super influenced by that those that old that old um black music we gotta say yeah it's yeah and the thing is you're right it does sound beautiful it's 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 great um but again it's not necessarily my thing because like funk and stuff like that are not like genres that really stick with me well i think it's because it's more about like having just like that groovy track and it's not so much about being catchy as much. And yeah, I'm a terrible person. Pop music is my favorite genre because I love it when songs are catchy. If it gets stuck in my head, it's a winner. Hey, well, I guess I, that might not necessarily be true. There are some shit songs that get stuck in my head sometimes, but yeah, for the I, most part. Yeah. I, I, you know what? I like a good catchy song any day of the week. So it's, you know, I've, I like, tra- I've liked plenty of trap songs that are stupid and catchy. You know, I mean, I even enjoy old town road for because it's stupid and catchy. So yeah, I'll, it's, yeah, that's a fun yeah. song. Nobody yeah. can dispute that. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, I like uh, the opening track. Come home with Anderson Pop and uh, Anderson Pop, Anderson Pop and Andre Three Thousand. <laughs> uh, very, very good. Andre deser- Andre delivers an excellent verse, and as he always does, because he is top five dead or alive rappers of all time. And he and the second song with Smokey Robinson on fucking Smokey Robinson on it. Uh, Make it better is just beautiful. I uh, I sing along to that song every time it comes on. Belt it out the entire time, and then the uh, the very last track with uh, uh, what can we do with Nate with a feature from Nate Dog, uh, which is just as a lifelong Nate Dog fan. Even though I was not alive when he when he was when he got a start, you know, he had such a big impact on the industry for a very long time before he died, unfortunately, um, prematurely, uh, was, I mean, Brittany, you definitely heard 20, 21 questions before, um, the 50 cent song. I'm sure you've heard that song and that's hit. That's his hook. Uh, he, he was the hook master. Any, any song he, any song he was on, it felt like it was a hit immediately. So hearing him, this is one of his like leftovers from, uh, before he died. 
and Anderson Pac was clearly a huge was very a huge fan of his, and just the way that they go back and forth in the song with each other is just so incredible, really. Just like they were, they were able to find this this leftover, which is clearly like a demo. It wasn't even a full song. You could tell that they were it was just a demo that they were kind of like toying with, and to make it work with and a current uh, currently in the really in the creative verse they go back and forth with Nate Dog on it uh is awesome and the end of it too when Nate Dog kind of like fades away in the background is fucking heartbreaking <laughs> to anyone that like Nate Dog it's a it's a very bittersweet awesome end of the album so yeah that was that was my album of the year until Igor came out um so yeah give any R&B fans out there please give Ventura a listen I'm sure you already have again but if you haven't please do um and finally this is the probably the album i I didn't know what to expect going in for sure or but uh (laughs) when we fall asleep where do we go by billy eilish made my top five also which (laughs) which is not something i would have said was gonna happen uh like a month before when i found out when i heard about who she was i guess when i figured out she was a person dude (laughs) uh, her like rocketing to just like supreme megastar right now is absolutely fucking insane to me because I just worked I just worked her show back in November and you know what the capacity of that room is can you just guess just guess for fun 700 1200 okay Uh, but yeah the fact that she was just playing our tiny fucking venue and the fact that she's like the headliner on festivals now blows my fucking mind and i have to say sorry to be a hater i guess i don't really understand how it happened so quickly i feel like it's it a lot of it is is the image thing maybe but that's just my guess yeah it's uh she has definitely i mean she has her very distinct style of wearing the ridiculously big outfits uh, Which I did like how she said the reasoning behind it is because she's still underage and she doesn't want to be sexualized. Although I don't really think the age thing has anything to do with that. It's just, you know, yeah, women it, in media today, which is it, cool. I actually think that that's super cool. Because um, honestly, before I was just like, why is this girl dressing like Fat Albert on purpose? <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, thought it was, I thought it was, you know, it's whatever. She's a kid. She can do whatever she wants. But if, if, if that's her, like, true and honest, and I'm sure, like, there is some like just you know wanting to stand out to it too like subconsciously but yeah like it's like it was an interesting it was not what i expected her response to be about why she dresses like that for sure it was uh, and it was cool it was very interesting she's she's interesting she's 17 and i've seen a few interviews with her and i've watched i watched her hot ones episode two actually um and she is she she's still very much she got plenty of immaturity to her she's very much 17 year old still but there's also like a very matureness of a lot of maturity in the uh, to her as an artist at least in terms of like how she feels and handles her her career and her music and everything and like her creativity i feel like there's a maturity to that that i wasn't that um i can i can commend at least there is she is um, very, very meticulous from what i can tell too she's she uh, is in charge of all her music music videos from what i understand and they're very in, they're very intricate music videos and you know and of course, she has the weird image thing. I I heard some. I saw a comparison to when Tyler when Tyler first came out, um, and it was just like a lot of the shock value and stuff that attracts young, uh, younger the younger audience to her. 
Uh, so I can understand that. But yeah, she blew the fuck up out of nowhere. It felt like, and she's fucking she. She was a headliner at Coachella, wasn't she, this year? I think she was, which, yeah. again, like yes. I said, blows my damn mind. Yes. She, I see, but yeah, in this album, before I listened to it, like the first time I heard Billie Eilish, I think, I don't remember, I think it was when the party's over. I don't remember what the first song I listened to was, but I was like, this is very, like, sad and quiet and mellow, and I don't like this. And uh, it's, it's not, I'm like, I was like, this is not for me. Uh, and then I heard Bury a Friend. Um, and I didn't actually when I listened to that I actually didn't hear a very good version of it like we were in, I was in a car with a friend and they put it and it was on and we were had the windows down and everything so I couldn't really hear the, hear like the, the vocal performance but it was just the production of it really caught my caught my ear a lot of very, very bass heavy um, and while, while I couldn't hear her like her perform I, while I couldn't hear what she was saying necessarily she already sing, she already sings very quietly as kind of her thing <laughs> but uh, I just heard it was more like I could hear I could hear like what she was doing doing with her voice over it and, it's, and it, like that and that go along with the bass really caught my ear so I was like all right I'll give her a chance and I was I think this is one of the this is one of the better pop albums I've he- heard in, in the last couple of years in my opinion I think it I think it tails off. I think this one tails off the last couple songs. I think it becomes too slow and quiet the last couple songs for its own good. Uh, but I, which is funny because I feel like those are the ones that I actually liked versus the rest of the album. And see, I I like. Let's see, bad guy, Zanny, see me in a crown. All girls go to hell. Wish you were gay. When the party's over, it's okay. I kind of agree on me a little more. Ace, okay. Um, my strange, my strange addiction, good, pretty good, except for the weird office stuff in it. And I didn't like, wasn't a fan of that. Like the weird, like, um, scenes in the office and Barry, a friend is great. Uh, and I do think goodbye is interesting in that it, um, it like is a, is built from lyrics from the, from all the rest of the songs in the album. I think it's going backwards too, if I remember right. So it kind of starts back at the beginning with the, uh, from the end. It kind of reverses the whole entire album, which I thought was pretty interesting um, and clever. And yeah, I think my favorite song of the album is "Wish You Were Gay." Uh, I was kind of oh, that kills me though. <laughs> because it, it's I was going into it like message is so bad. What? Like you're basically okay. So this is the way that I interpreted it, and I think a lot of people did that. She's basically saying that she wishes someone was gay because she likes them and they don't like her back. And the only reason she wouldn't be upset or offended by that is if they were gay. Like, oh, sorry, I don't like you like that. It's because I like guys. Like that's so bizarre to me. That's, and, and, that's, that's, and that's why no, that, and that's why I like it because it's so it's so, because it's so and, and, and she acknowledges how petty and shitty that is in the song. Like she realized she's like by the end of it she's like acknowledging how shitty it is that she can't accept that someone doesn't like her and it's like oh you must just be gay that's why you don't like me and it's because and it's just it's very it's a very teenage thought process and she acknowledges I, that i guess i feel like the reason why that pisses me off so much is because i personally have had that happen to me where you know i i basically was just like and this is before i knew things about myself (laughs) uh but basically i was turning a friend down and he was just like oh it's because you're gay isn't it and i was like no i just don't like you i want to be your friend so i feel like the song for lack of better word triggered me (laughs) 
Yeah, but, but here's I, the other thing too that, that blows my mind is I, I don't know if this is correct or not. Sorry, I didn't check my sources. I gotta go on the Wikipedia. Uh, her brother wrote all of her songs, so it's very strange that this song with this topic and everything was written by a man. Um, I think they co-write things, but uh, I don't know. This, if he did, he did. You know, whatever. Uh, I believe her performance of it at least. So it's uh, yeah, it was, it was just not the angle I thought that song was gonna go with. I was kind of like, I was going in. I was like, okay, wish you. Were. Um, I was like, is she gay? When I going into it, I was like, this gonna be about her wishing someone straight was gay, which I would. Um, but no, it was just, it was, it was. I just, I just found it interesting. That's like the that angle of like just realizing how petty you are about this whole situation and uh for a 17 year old to write something like that to write something like that and put and put it on an album was interesting to me um but yeah i think the production is fantastic on this album um i think her brother i think her brother does most of it now all of the production um you know i i love a good bass and there's bass all over this thing and uh yeah it's i just think it's a very interesting start i think she um, we'll be around for a while, and for whether you like it or not, Brittany. But uh, I mean, here's yeah. the thing: she doesn't bother me. Yeah. I don't necessarily like her music that much. I, I'm not saying she's not talented. Yeah, uh, she is. I feel like she is very creative with her music video ideas, and even her stage setup when she uh, did come to our venue was kind of insane, especially for a small show with like the giant spider that was able to move around and everything. So that was honestly cool i like her visuals um i feel like i might even like her music more if it weren't for the vocals i just don't like her voice um Mm -hmm. i think out of all the songs the only one that i actually thought she sounded great on was i love you uh and i feel like that's probably not a popular song but it's my favorite one that i liked on the album and i and i only really kind of liked three of them uh Mm -hmm. other two being ilo milo is that what that is? Yeah, that's that's, that's based on a video game. Actually, it's her favorite. It's her favorite video game because she talked about that on the um, Hot Ones episode. I knew what the game was. So I actually, I, before I even saw that, I figured it was about that. It's a game about where two character, two little things are that are that love each other are separated, and the whole it's like a puzzle game. You have to get, you have to reunite them to, to finish oh, okay. the puzzle. Yeah, it's kind of what the song's well, about. That's cool. That makes it, yeah. <laughs> it also yeah. makes it like the song even more. Yeah. Um, and then "Bury a Friend" was the uh, the third one. So the I video mean, for that song is nuts. By the way, I don't know if you've seen the video for "Bury a Friend," but that's like the, I haven't. I'll, yeah. I'll have to check yeah. it out when we're done here. But um, yeah, I mean, there were other songs that are still kind of good that are catchy, like "You Should See Me in a Crown." Um, God, I'm forgetting names of these songs right now. Yeah. Um, I mean, generally it wasn't terrible, but there weren't a whole lot of songs that I wanted to actually keep on uh, Apple Music and keep them saved. Um, If I hear them somewhere, I'm not going to be upset about it. But she's just not really someone that I really want to, like, go out of my way to listen to when I can listen to so many other things, you know? Yeah, I'm just looking forward to where she goes next because I just like, yeah, I think I I think I, I want something different next time. Uh, and I think she will deliver. I personally think she'll deliver that. I, I do think she is she is creative enough, creative enough to not put herself in a box with with a sound. Yeah. Uh, 
So, and we'll see. You know, it's she's very, very early on. She's fucking, like you said, skyrocketed to success. Uh, under the age of 18, she's skyrocketing to success. Uh, <laughs> Hello, little pump. Little, yeah. pump. little? Wow. Okay, that was white. Yeah. Uh, little pump. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I said, not a bad album. Didn't really care much about it. I'll probably listen to one song ever again on purpose. Yeah. I just think I I didn't think you had to listen. You had to listen to the album at least before you know. It's kind of it just it's one of those albums come out. I feel like there are albums come out every year that you, I think everyone needs to at least listen to. When yeah, so, yeah. So I mean put, that's fair. My yeah. my thing was when you told me initially to listen to it when I didn't kind of have to. Um, <laughs> I was just like, oh my god, seriously! Like so many people try to recommend her music to me, and I don't like it. Like none of her old stuff. I didn't like any of those songs at all. And I do remember when "Bury a Friend" first came out. This was like well before the album came out. It may have been the first single. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, someone had sent it to me, and and she was like. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> she was like, girl, I know that you don't like Billie Eilish, but I feel like you might like the song. And I was just kind of like, I, what? Why would you think that I like this? What kind of music do you think I'm into? <laughs> it was one of those types of things. But um, no, I mean, that's a song that's obviously grown on me over time. Um, but yeah, we'll see. I'm not saying like if she releases stuff, I'm going to listen to it just to see like what the deal is. Whether I want to or not, I'm going to hear it. Yes, yeah, she's, yeah, she's around. She's going to be around for a while. So whether people, whether people like it or not, she seems here to stay. So I don't. I also don't think she's an industry plant. Just, just you know, put my opinion on that out there. Um, and even, even is if that she a, is, is that a theory? That is a long. That is a, a theory of a lot of people that she's an industry plant. Um, and I think you know it's pop, so maybe she is. But who gives a shit? Because she is very. She is way too different. I feel like to be a true industry plant. It's like right. I, I just don't know how anyone like any like people in a fucking like a boardroom be like, all right, let's make this girl that wears really big baggy clothes and make <laughs> and makes horror core pop. And we're going to make her the, the face of, of music. That's uh, no, there's yeah. no fucking way, but that's actually really interesting. Cause I didn't know anybody was saying that. And whenever, whenever I see any video theory on, uh, with her in it, let's see. The first thing, I, first thing I see is people either did not saying she's not, or saying she is an industry plant. So. so strange. Maybe yeah. we got to do an episode one time where we just talk about some really dumb music <laughs> conspiracy theories because I get really into that stuff sometimes. Like, you know, Avril's dead for sure. But anyway, uh, should I just mention <laughs> just had to slip that in there? Yeah. Um, should I just mention my my last of my yeah, top go, go question go mark five? Uh, so this is Violet Street by Local Natives. Um, the first song that I heard from this was When Am I Gonna Lose You? And uh, when I heard it, I was like, fuck, this is going to be such a good album. Like that song is stuck in my head constantly. I have to listen to it at least a few times a day. Um, and then the rest of the album was released, I believe, last Friday. So I just kind of like was sitting down playing games, and listening to music. And I just went from song to song. It was just kind of like, oh, it's not as good as they led me to believe. Uh, that's not to say that there's no other songs I like. Uh, a song that I love is Megaton Mile. Um, 
it's just I don't even know what kind of genre you would really say that is. It's such a different sounding song. Um, and the lyrics are just complete nonsense anyway. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I saved eight songs out of the geez, how many are there on here? Ten. So, I mean, it's not terrible, but a bunch of those songs I'm probably not going to listen to a whole lot as a few months go on. I think there's probably just like two that are going to stay in my regular rotation for a while. And that's just when am I going to lose you and Megaton Mile? Maybe others if I give the album another couple listens. But yeah, that's it. Um, Can't say enough how dull this year has been for music so far <laughs> it has been very slow and I, I know i feel like part of it is how good last year was even I, honestly the beginning of last year wasn't super super fast i feel like the second half of the year saying, we were, got we got bitch slapped i think once like april and may rolled around because i think it was the first three months that were just like so terrible yeah. like we we literally had to listen to a justin timberlake album to fill our time i feel like that says enough <laughs> and i'll never be i'll never be the same person again because of that me neither so. i feel like <laughs> we went through a traumatic experience together anybody that listened to us talking about it is probably also scarred um but yeah i know another one that people are probably gonna expect me to mention at some point is carly ray jepson's new album that just came out two days ago dedicated i have not been able to give that a fair listen yet it's still too soon uh some of carly's music and i mean the last two singles that have come out for this album were kind of very slow to grow on me and i kind of got that vibe from the album as a whole the first couple times i listened to it so again gotta really give that some good listens and focus on it because i'm not about to like start bashing my girl after what like maybe dedicating two hours to listening to it so i just feel like that's not fair get her a sword anyway <laughs> Jeez, i don't i will never understand that entire meme so uh we'll move I feel on like that's the point that's the point though like get her a sword why because she should have one i feel like that's a good enough reason <laughs> <laughs> all right uh, I'm we, sorry i'm getting all my friend's swords from now we, on we, we can move on we, yeah we, we we are we are going a little long uh so we uh, gotta move on i guess um we can talk about some news really quick i guess you know it's uh azalea banks still be, still be crazy <laughs> and, uh, she uh <laughs> John, do you kind of want to take the the reins on that one? Because I honestly don't know what this whole entire beef was between them, but I can automatically assume that Azalea was in the wrong here, just based on history. Yeah, I was confused. I feel, and Vince was also confused by this whole situation. <laughs> uh, she like she, she accused him of knocking off her sound, I believe, if I'm right, and that, and then. And it was going off on Vince, and then Vince responded with like, uh, was trying to like calm the whole situation down, and then that didn't work, and then he kept trying to do it. I, uh, wasn't it something like he offered to collaborate with her or something, and then she just started being crazy? So he, like, I saw something about how he supposedly changed his number when she started texting him. Yeah, it, she she wanted to collab on a song or something. She sent him a she sent him a track. And, but I think he might have commented on the track or something. I don't know. Azalea Banks is nuts. 
It's like she is. Like, I, I'm aware. She is like legitimately like off. Um, I mean, I can I can go more into that if you want, because it kind of goes along with uh, me wanting to share some stupid things I've seen on Twitter. Did you know that she was saying that Impossible Burgers that are starting to become popular in a lot of fast food restaurants and just regular restaurants in general. They're made from abortions. Like legitimately thinks that they're made from abortions. Impossible burgers, the vegan burger? Yes. They're made from abortions? So so here's what she said. No, pro-life is not, is about not promoting abortions abortion like a belly ring and starving weird deep state liberals of research material abortion is only promoted as a human right so they could get their hands on the embryos and fetuses to experiment on i'm extremely pro-life for this reason funny how gays and why she feels the need to say dykes whatever uh fight most for abortion rights and have no clue what they are actually supporting you're supporting a culture that glamorizes abortion as a human right in order to conduct clandestine experiments and do weird cloning and grow organs like impossible burgers (laughs) (sighs) they're harvesting research materials (laughs) you're blindly supporting it all right i we're gonna i'm gonna close i'm gonna read i'm gonna read her this is one of her initial tweets uh, I think the first one Vince responded to, and this is kind of in a nutshell of the whole situation. Uh, like, where is real? And this is Azalea speaking. Like, where is the real respect for my artistry? LOL. I sent this person a track to. If you aren't trying to eat, if you aren't trying to eat my ass or rap on my record, please keep my name out of your mouth. For fuck's sake. I don't have the time. I don't need to be defended. And stop knocking off my sound. And Vince responded with, "You didn't ask for a feature. You asked for me to mumble you a flow for the song for you and the Spice Girl was for you and the Spice Girl was doing." I still fuck with you though you're one of my favorite rappers so it's her being mad and Vince being confused <laughs> so that's this whole that's kind of like Azalea Banks in a nutshell in my opinion <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's her being mad and everyone else being confused so I mean kind of I feel like we always forget about her until she says or does some outlandish shit so it's almost like it's all an act almost like yeah there's probably something wrong upstairs but I do feel like for the most part she does this shit for attention to keep herself relevant because her music is terrible <laughs> yeah it's I mean, Vince likes her, but Vince has weird uh, taste in general. <laughs> I mean, Vince has some weird ass music, so it makes yeah. sense. He, he's kind of he's all over the place with his taste. He's a big yeah. Chief Ke- he's a big Chief Keef fan, actually. <laughs> so and a Clippers fan. OK. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. All right, Brittany, we, let's move on to. Uh, your uh, the other news is news. Of the it, it's term. not even yeah, news. Yeah. It's just something that I stumbled upon yesterday, and I was just completely blasphemized by the entire concept. Lil Pump. First of all, John, do you want to tell me who that is? Because I have no idea. Lil Pump is a rapper who blew up two years ago. Was it 2017? In 2017, with uh, the song Gucci Gang. And, oh, oh God, it's all yeah. sucks. He's uh, with the, in his little pump mixtape, I believe it's called. I believe it's called. I think I believe it was self-titled. Um, and he also he's been featured on a few songs. He had a song with Kanye called what the fuck's it called it's the one where they're in this big stupid outfits you've probably seen the video oh um, no yeah, yeah i've seen that yeah, i hate that song, song sucks ass does. Um, uh, so from what i've heard so far everything yeah. he does sucks. and then he had an album i haven't listened to i think it came out i think it was this year uh called harvard dropout 
Um, he was also asked by Harvard to do a commencement commencement speech. I want to say that that was that that's true. So is this guy actually secretly intelligent? Like, what's the deal? Is he playing stupid? Uh, I think he's actually stupid, but uh, I don't know him personally. I haven't listened to really enough interviews or anything to know. Uh, so I'm not gonna <laughs> not gonna give you a definitive statement on the intelligence of Lil Pump. I do not like his music. It is not for me. Um, I understand it. I understand. Uh, it is it is it is aimed at teenagers and kids, and that's fine. You know the music exists. Uh, but yeah, he's, I guess as long, yeah. as long as it's not shit, just talking about like drinking lean and doing drugs and shit like that. Yeah. Like uh, that's pretty when sure it, I'm pretty sure it is. I'm pretty sure it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, I don't know what possessed him to say this, but he said that there is never. This is just like. I I don't know the exact quote, but he said something basically about how nobody has done what he's done at the age of 18. (laughs) I'm sorry. Has he just completely chosen to forget about so many other fucking people that are on the charts right now? I don't know if I could say on the charts with him because I don't know if he's like a top 100 artist or whatever. I, I don't. Apparently. I don't know if he. I don't know if he's charted recently. I don't. I don't think our Harvard dropout did very well. Right, uh, but there's there's literally people who are charting right now that have been successful for a very long time because of how young they were. Yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, the list is never ending. But one of the ones that people argue a whole lot is Lord. She released her first album when she was 16. She won a Grammy at 17. Mm-hmm. Uh, Taylor Swift. I'm pretty sure she was very, very young. Basically, anybody from the Disney Channel. So yeah. that would be Brit- the Jonas Brittany, Brothers. Britney was like 15 or 16. Yeah, so. Britney Spears. Yes. Well, they were all for, like pretty much anybody yeah. from the Mickey Mouse Club, too, which, yeah. again, is still Disney. M- Michael Jackson was a star by like nine. Seriously, so, like you were just like, forgetting about the Jackson Five. There's yeah, five yeah. of them. You forgot yeah. five whole people. Yeah, yeah, and uh, <laughs> but it just—it's insane. Like even Avril Lavigne. I know that that's not one that you would really expect to be mentioned. I think that she was 17 when Complicated came out, and that song blew all the way up. Yeah, um, she she was huge just from her first few singles. Yeah, and even even if you want to like say like he he's. He's just trying to get a rise, you know, If he and for just, like, this moment in time right now. Like, he's, like, we just talked about Billie Eilish for, like, 10 minutes. Like, she is the biggest artist in the world, in this country, at least, right now. Right. And so, I get what you're saying. So, yeah. essentially, him saying something stupid has us talking about him right now when we otherwise wouldn't have. Yeah. Uh, so. Fuck, I fell for it. I'm <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so, a little pump. Wherever you're out, wherever you are out there, Gucci gang, and we know you're listening. You're a big fan, <laughs> Mr. Pump, Mr. Pump, uh, and uh, yeah. So just you know, let, let let dumb people say dumb shit. It's uh, and I I respect some in a, in a sense the idea of wanting to big yourself up, but uh, you, you, come on, man. <laughs> You're, there's plenty of examples of things that people have done way more than you have at this point oh, in, your, sure. in your career. So, yeah. So let's move on to the last segment. Uh, well, I wanted to keep it a little shorter. And, uh, I'm just, I'm just going to yeah. stick with one just because it's one yeah. that for some reason just caught me so off guard that I laughed probably yeah. unreasonably at it. And um, so 
Well, Brittany and I want to uh, close out these episodes with a uh, with reading off some of our favorite tweets, uh, music related, music related, and generally, um, whether they be funny or you know inspiring or or like weird or whatever, uh, you know, just to uh, just to end it on end it on a fun note. Um, yeah, yeah, ideas for a name for this segment. Um, we'll figure something out. It'll probably be as dumb as the shit that we're reading. Yeah. So, yeah, that's how we're going to end these episodes. And uh, let's see. I'll, I'll start off with uh, Mr. Mr. Tyler, the creator, had a few because uh, he, he was pretty active this week, obviously, with a big release. Uh, I'll give you uh, one that I was inspiring, one that was funny. Uh, inspiring. After he released the album, he goes, again, trust your ideas, be your biggest cheerleader, and be smart about it, because fuck them. And that's just the... I I love that. I wish all artists would follow that blueprint when they're making music. Um, Just make the music you want to make, and and your fans will listen to it. It's... um, And... And then the other one, (laughs) uh, when he released the the covers of the albums, the vinyls... um, and one guy responded with, uh, why are there two different covers? And he goes, oh, you're new, new. Because <laughs> uh, he always releases multiple covers of all of his albums. Uh, so, yeah, he was... <sighs> there was another thing he's... Oh, yeah, and then uh, I'll give you one more. Uh, Is this about the pins? No, no, that was good, too. Because <laughs> he released pins with the names of all of the collaborators and features on the album. And people, and it fucked up Genius because Genius had it all fucked up with who was on what songs and everything. Um, and I was actually right about something. No one was sent because Lil Uzi Vert was con- was only credited with a writing credit on the first song. And I was like, I, pre- I swear to God, he's singing the hook in that song. And I was fucking right. He said, fuck <laughs> off, Genius. <laughs> and and uh, so also, everyone thought Frank Ocean was on the album. He is not. Um, and I would have known too if he was on the album. So fuck you guys too. <laughs> and, oh my uh, god. Uh, but uh, he tweeted out some weird thing. He's said, I think it was lyrics or something. He was just him getting excited for the album coming out. And he go and some guy goes, "Bro, shut the fuck up! It's finals week. Let me study." And he goes, "If you gotta study so bad, why your stupid ass on Twitter? Go study, folder boy." <laughs> <laughs> And uh, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll save the I'll, uh, any and Brittany, you can take your turn. So. Oh, oh, I like I said, I, I'm just going to read one just because it, it tickled me, to be honest, uh, by a lovely person called N2 er the mate tricks. I'm saying it that way just because of the dumb way it's spelled. And he said, only 20 more years until Megan Trainer can fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I have so many questions. I don't know why I didn't reply to him, but why 20 years specifically? Does he know something that we don't? <laughs> like, is she dying at 40 something years old or something? And he just suddenly knows this. Like, she's just going to fuck off in 20 years. I mean, why not five years? Honestly, tomorrow would be nice. But just the idea that we have to endure her for 20 more years is kind of terrible. Yes. Good God. <laughs> um, oh, is that the statute of limitations? <laughs> oh, my God. Megan Trainer. <laughs> oh. Sorry. Music, music is it. Music is it. Um, all right. Let's, let's close it out here. Let's see if I can give us some fun and positivity to close it out. Uh, 
Tyler, the creator's ban from the United Kingdom has officially been lifted. <laughs> so uh, congrats, Tyler. You can go back to the UK. And uh, I guess that everyone, he was controversial back in the day. So, and this is a quote from a review for Logic's most recent album by Anthony Fantano of the, of the Needle Drop. One of my favorite reviewers, and a lot of people's, a lot of people's actually, he's very popular. Um, it seems, and I quote, it seems Logic thinks his success has nothing to do with his delivery of bland and inoffensive hip hop for suburbanites who think caring about real rap means that you listen to someone who raps fast. So, <laughs> was a, I lost it during that because I was like, yes, that is exactly uh, uh, how I feel about Logic at this point in time. Um, so yeah, Brittany, uh, you have anything else, or you want to call that a show? No, I think we could call that a show. We don't want to put these people to sleep. It's been already yes. over, <laughs> over yes. an hour. Yeah, we will be better about it from now on, about lengthwise. But uh, we have a lot to cover in this first episode in months. So yeah, I mean, if you're trying to round up half a year's of music, yeah. that's going to take up some time too. Yeah, uh, I will say, if you if you take anything from this uh, from this podcast, please listen to Igor. <laughs> um, everyone, I agree. And also watch the Old Town Road music video, if, if nothing else, than to support Vince Staples in his acting career, because that man needs to be in movies. <laughs> he is funny as hell. He definitely uh, is. Yeah. Uh, other than that, spay uh, and neuter your pets. Yes, yeah, spay and neuter your pets. Uh, we'll tr- we are trying to make this monthly. No promises. But we, you know, we. This is not the last one. I don't. I can't promise when the next one will be, but uh, hopefully it'll be more regular. Um, until next time, go music. <laughs> yes, hooray. <laughs> yeah.